Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic Bravest Warriors podcast, with your hosts, Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. Covering Season 1, with Vishal Bharadwaj. Hi friends, it's uh, week... Uh, well, my notes say week 28. Wow. We've it's been weeks doing this for a still while. happening. Yeah, we're watching non-Star Trek things, and Vichelle's here for the first time in quite some time, which is a delightful thing to say. Hey, Hello. Good to have you back. Yeah. yeah good to be back. Before the show, it's been like a year. That's It has. It was a big... Well, when I opened... When I... Go ahead. No, it was our big Q&A from last year, which I really loved, so mm-hmm. we should... You know, yeah. hint, hint, do that again. We should absolutely do that again. Yeah, absolutely. That was so much fun. Uh, we, won't, we won't be doing one this year, but mm. we definitely will do another one again. Mm. Definitely. Um, I, think, I think when there's more Star Trek to talk about is, oh, is the best time. That's yeah. The, yeah. Reason, the reason we decided not to do one this year is there's not much Star Trek stuff to talk about. There's a lot of potential Star Trek, but nothing hmm. substantive you mean, to you talk mean about. We, could, yet, we so. couldn't have spent an hour talking about the Red Angel? Uh, we could have spent an hour know. yelling about the Red Angel, that's for certain. But I did that. I feel like we spent the preceding... The yeah, we spent the preceding 15 weeks yelling about the Red Angel, <laughs> so I think we're good. I think I've yelled about the Red Angel enough, quite frankly. Mm. Yeah, but but also I've spent the last 28 weeks yelling about non-Star Trek things, and sure. I'm still kind of ready to get back to it. That that said, though, you picked something with a lot of Star Trek-y things in it. Yeah, that's pretty much why I picked it. Uh that's mm-hmm. uh, obviously like we talked about this offline, but uh, there were a lot of uh, Star Trekky things. I, I wanted to give you something Star Trekky, and so there was things like the Expanse. Mm-hmm. But that's I really love the Expanse, but it's too serialized. You really won't get it if I just dropped you in the middle of it. And so I right. thought of the <laughs> like something completely stupid, which was again I just stumbled upon the show on YouTube back in the day. It was a YouTube I think only show at least back. Then I I think that's oh. true. I remember this coming out around the same time as Bee and Puppycat, which I also quite like. Okay, I think yeah, that's from the They're same. One of the... It's it's not Adult Swim, but it's something called Cartoon Hangover. It's like I don't yeah. know what it is. So right, but it's very much aimed at adults. No, I, so it... you know. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of grown up jokes in here. Yeah. that it threw me for a minute because I thought it was the same target audience as <laughs> Adventure, Adventure Time. Yeah, well, it looks like Adventure other thing. Time. Yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah, it does. Made by Pendleton Ward. Yeah, so. I I, right. I don't think it's directed by him at least this season, but I think he was in the mm-hmm. obviously the ideation and the general whimsiness of it, which we'll get into. Sure. <laughs> yes, we sure will. Yeah. Use my rubbery arms. Put that in. Okay, yeah. Pendleton. Uh-huh. Mm, rubbery arms. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me let me go ahead and tell you. And we did cover the entire first season, which only coming came in at just over an hour. Yeah. So, because uh, these are like micro episodes. Hmm. So, uh, let let me just let me just kick this off. Recently, I had a birthday. Please hold your applause. This particular birthday bummed me out a bit because apparently, according to both the U.S. Census Bureau and the OED, forty-five marks the beginning of an entirely new demographic group: middle age. This piece of information is relevant because I have never felt as old as I did watching Bravest Warriors. The copy I saw aired during something, as, as Vishal just said, called Cartoon Hangover. And that's a very good description of what I felt. Slightly headachy, slightly regretful, with a distinct impression that this all came as a result of someone having a lot of fun. <laughs> so, with all of this in mind, I shall now attempt to summarize the unsummarizable spectacle that is Bravest Warriors Season 1. Episode 1, Time Slime. 
Huge mounds of exposition are unloaded as we meet the titular protagonists. Aw shucks boy, the leader. He has a special destiny and a crush on the only girl. Only girl! The only girl. Big guy with a computer in his arm, whose computer arm felt an awful lot like a masturbation joke to me. It and was. other boy who is kind of... Ah, okay, good. Another boy who is kind of mean, who I kind of thought of as the Reggie to Aw shucks boy's Archie. Together, they navigate a universe, apparently created by Mad Libs, to... I think rescue their parents. Also, someone called Professor Fart Sparkle appears in case there was any possible doubt in your mind about what kind of show this is. Episode two, Emotion Lord. This show's Q, an old dude known as an Emotion Lord, shows up and wackiness ensues. I mean, wackiness ensues on every episode, I suppose, but this is a very specific targeted wackiness. Episode three, Butter Lettuce. All the dudes hang out in a holodeck that is also a bathroom and gets seriously inappropriate with images of only girl. The phrase prolapsed anus is uttered. <laughs> Episode 4, Memory Donk. The gang have an unpleasant experience on public transit. Honestly, this wouldn't even rank in the top 20 unpleasant experiences Matt has had on public transit, and those are the only, only the ones he's told me about. That's accurate. Episode 5, The Bunless. Two aliens enter the butts of Aw Shucks Boy and Only Girl. The butt aliens fall in love because, and I quote, the girl butt alien likes a man who takes what he wants. Ugh. Episode 6, Labyrinth. The floor is lava, and that Emotion Lord guy comes back, and we find out that he's actually Ashok's boy from the future. Who doesn't love a predestination paradox? Well, my wife for one. I myself am relatively indifferent to them, I suppose. Episode 7, Gas-Powered Stick. A second girl shows up to hang out with Only Girl, but then she kisses Ashok's boy and steals his magical essence. This episode, I can only assume, was guest-written by Dave Sim. <laughs> episode 8, Dan Before Time. Fake Reggie talks about going back in time, but then doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 9, Serial Master. Ashok's boy does something that causes someone to wildly overact and scream extremely emotional nonsense for the remainder of the episode. I'm pretty sure this was either a crossover with Adventure Time or an unused script from Sane. Yep. <laughs> Episode 10, Ultra Wanker Shim. <laughs> a holodeck character comes to life and consumes the universe. Episode 11, Catbug. Catbug TM, now available from Cartoon Network's company store, buy 12 for the adult child maniacs in your life, is revealed to be some kind of a gateway to the gang's missing parents, and everyone suddenly remembers that the gang's parents are missing and we're supposed to be looking for them or something, I think? Episode 12, Sugar Bellies. Apparently a lost episode, which kind of tracks because it makes a lot more sense than the preceding 11 and was almost certainly cut from the running order for precisely this reason. The gang solves a pretty well-designed video game puzzle while being unable to communicate verbally with one another. And that's it. That's the season. Honestly, I don't think I comprehended enough of this to speak to any character or plot arcs being resolved, but I can say this for absolute certain. It wasn't even half as annoying as Twin Peaks Season 3. High praise. <laughs> that's the best I can do, guys. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> Look, I, I wanted to like this. I really did. <laughs> I, I, Well, I, I'll just get into my bad thing right now then, right? Sure. Because mm. All right. basically my bad thing is that the generally this adventure timey, vibey type thing, it can be off-putting. And I know I've shown this to people and they've hated it. So the fact that you thought it, you know, like not that terrible is kind of good. <laughs> I knew this was a 50-50. I, I didn't think it was a, I didn't think it was a badly made show. Mm. I just think it very much wasn't for me. It's exactly. definitely a yeah. good looking show, but like, yeah, I can yeah. definitely see that this is not the kind of thing that, you, that you're like, yeah, I can get behind this. Mm. I, I liked Adventure Time for a bit, but it also started a little muted compared to this and it gradually got weirder and weirder. Yeah. Adventure this Time just... also has more of a, there's, there's more of a plot going on, like an overarching mm. plot. This feels like yeah, it I wants to have one and then forgot about it. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't really get much of a sense of the characters or any anything I would usually latch onto with a show. Hmm. Well, that's yeah. one of the one of the the things that I noticed about it was like they try to set up this stuff between Chris and 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 Beth and you were saying it comes oh. off as really creepy hmm. as her being the only girl. And it sure does. It would There's be a, a lot, lot of friend zone stuff in there. Yeah, it mm. would be a lot less so if they spent any time like establishing those characters as liking each other, you know? Right. Yeah. Like There's it's always like, like this no. is my best friend. You're my best friend. We won't mm. talk about that at all. Yeah, because no. I mean you don't really see her point of view and she's a main character. It's stupid that, you know, you don't have mm. like because uh, there's that one, the one on the the public transport one, where she's, you know, they've lost their memories and they're sort of finding each other out, and uh, right. and she's seems to be at least in that context into him as well as much as he's into her. But you know, you don't yeah. you don't know why she's what she's like when you know that isn't there. So I mean, I I didn't get that from any of the characters, honestly. Like yeah. I got to know the main guy a little bit, but mm. all of the team, I could I could name one or two things about them, but I didn't really get a sense of what their characters were and maybe it's not that kind of show i, don't I know. mean yeah, I, it definitely I'm, feels like sorry go ahead no I, i'm curious because i've not actually seen beyond this point i know they did two more seasons like this and now they have mm. 52 episodes on amazon somewhere apparently so there's Jesus 80 Christ. something episodes of this i don't you know wow i'm curious to find out because i liked the first season but you know mm-hmm. uh yeah I, no, it, yeah, it, it feels like any character development that they might have takes a back seat to fart explosion fart. Sure. And I that that's fine if that's what the show is, but it, mm. it kept making me think it was going to do some plot and then it didn't. Honestly, in the Catbug episode, it felt mm. like like that's where I started yeah. liking the show sure. when it was almost over. Like, Same. Well, here's here's something. There. I Catbug was fine. <laughs> I, I don't know. It felt a little, it did feel a little like your parents, your parents buy you one, you know, mm-hmm. like. No, I, but I did like it. But well, it's, it's that entirely one was still weird. For... Yeah, it you know it it definitely was. No, I it was that one felt weird, but it also felt like there was some plot. Hmm. Like there was it was a better mix of the the strange elements and and yeah, actual. Yeah, the, the strange story. elements mm. were in service of the greater thing, which is right. apparently that their parents are in the see through zone. Yeah, that's the that's the ratio that works yeah. for me better. But again, I don't want to say the rest of it was bad because it wasn't bad. I just I felt like everyone was at a fun party that I I yeah. wasn't like I was in the kitchen by myself. Yeah, you sure. Know? <laughs> I think generally, but Matt, maybe what they did was they looked at Star Trek. Seemingly, they looked at a lot of TNG and a lot of Voyager and just like cherry picked things from there. You know, you even have the 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 ship uh, trying to have in this. Uh, in Bravest Warriors, they say trying to have sassy moments with our vessel. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a direct voice. Yeah, there, there's a... Well, you can definitely I... see the, the influences on this show. Like, Star Trek is definitely a, one of them. Voltron, weirdly enough, is one Voltron, of them. Voltron? Visionaries. Is it? I didn't... I... The, yeah. Just that, like, that color-coded... Hmm. Each kid's got like a got like a power like hmm. like oh okay yeah like they all like the the main guy's got like a like a dog sword or whatever it is <laughs> right no there's that's right when because the, when they lose their memories hmm. part of it comes back when they like rub the stickers on their yeah exactly to, heat and, activated the, yeah, and, the th- and the thing right. is like like that's part of the characters but it never feels like it's an important part of the character like yeah it's just like it feels there. like it. Fe- it feels like they're off having adventures that we don't see. Is basically mm. what the what the show feels like to me. 
Yeah, every every story seems structured so that we're coming in at the end of an adventure we didn't see, and then they go off into the sunset to another adventure we don't see. We're just catching sort of every third one. Yeah, yeah. like the show the show is basically based around what like their dumb fuckery instead of like any actual like. Well, they do look like dogs, so. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That's that's one of the first things that someone says about them, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I get it. I I'm, mean, I, I can. Over... That's the main character, right? The one that called them dorks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Gail. The the sort of the right the the impresario of the time whatever M- moon of Glendale or something right. I'm sure that's funnier yep. to Californians but you know no I I think it just sounds like a generic American <laughs> city like it it might be specifically funny but I took it as just mm. like you know the the mystical land of Glendale, Glendale. Mm-hmm. like. Is there a more bland white person town than Glendale? It's like we're going to the far off planet of Gary, Indiana. <laughs> right, exactly. I no, and and all the Star Trek stuff was fun. Mm-hmm. Like they had a holodeck guy. Co- like I yeah. pointed out a bunch of it in my summary. Yeah. They had a holodeck guy come alive. There's a very Q vibe to the to the emotion lord. Mm-hmm. All yep. that stuff was pretty cool. Love that emotion the, lord. <laughs> I like the t- I like the way they. I like the way they resolved the time loop episode, which was they saw their other selves die and they're like, oh, we'll just not go into that room. And then everything stops. Yep. Yeah. That's like, why that's don't what people sold in Star me, Trek just have. That's what sold me on watching mm-hmm. the rest of the series. The second that was the resolution to that thing. I'm like, OK, fine. Yeah. I'll watch the rest of this. Yeah, that was a very common sense like solution that Star Trek often doesn't do. Yeah. No, I'm not. Like I think I'm not they, doing this. That's my corpse and my other corpse. <laughs> Yeah, let's just not go in there. Mm-hmm. How about that? Uh, they doubled down on the whole time thing because, you know, there's the time whatever and the time wizard and they put the time slime. And the, the, mm-hmm. I think the main character just says, yeah, yeah, we're just leaving. Put some time cleanse on it. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, like I said, there were there were things I did like. I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't. I don't want to sound like I hated it or anything. They were, you know, hmm. it was enjoyable. But Matt, it seems like it really clicked with you. Oh, yeah. I had so much fun watching this. <laughs> so let's talk about that like what like uh, what did you like you said you were like yelling at the tv like in a good way mm-hmm. i the dialogue in the show is very good it's it a is. lot of just like weird random chatty stuff that i that i really respond to mm-hmm. and in fact mm-hmm. like the only t- the, the last episode when they all shut up was like this is my bad thing it's like I'm not enjoying this as much because it's no, there's no weird chatty bullshit going on. It's all just yeah. Like, I want subtitles. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I, I that was the one I maybe liked the most. Mm. See, that's because I could understand mm. what was happening. It was because it was linear because they each had a puzzle to solve, and I understood what was happening, and they weren't right. just shouting random bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, I liked that better. No, I, so. I, I liked like the, the when the puzzle got solved at the end. It was very satisfying to me in like you say, like a very video game, uh, yeah, uh, event, like puzzle solving way. Yeah, there was there was a logic to each of the three things connecting mm. to one another, but also each character was best suited to solving one particular mm. thing, mm. and like there were, it was it was very well put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and also the, the the visual aspect of it was pretty interesting too. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, the visuals. Are, they were, I, I they think we've all pointed so. out the visuals at some point, right? There, there, there's mm-hmm. a certain nice sort of chunky design aspect to this that is, in some ways, better because it's got that noodly adventure time thing to it at the base. But they've put in, you know, a nice. Well, it looks it, it looks like things that someone who like a very imaginative kid would doodle in his mm. notebooks yeah, when definitely. he's supposed to be doing math. I right. I love I love their spacesuits so much. Oh, those like, oh, yeah? They're just these weird big chunky things that the characters all sort of float in cuz they're so big. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm just yeah. like, I love that. Where do that more? <laughs> so like, it's their it's their parents' spacesuits that they don't quite fit in. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I assume. Yeah, I don't know. The parents thing felt like it should have been a bigger part of the. I mean, again, I'm, yeah. I hesitate to use words like plot, but I'm guessing the well, it's all it all. Fe- Go ahead. And I'm guessing that that first episode was probably just written the one with you know where they're introduced and it's like you guys look like dorks, so they must have just come mm-hmm. up with that thing that oh we're not the great team that was there we're just the replacement guys who were left behind because you know our parents right. are gone so in some ways that is a nice uh, I'm overthinking this obviously but you know it's a nice premise for the show these are these guys are just like sort of trying to make do and you know do all the things that actually their parents right. would go mm-hmm. and uh, handle. See what it f- which is what it felt like to me was you guys remember how there's the Aqua Teen Hunger Force pitch and it's like mm. they used to put it on the back of the DVDs and it would be like food items solve crimes in New Jersey <laughs> and that's right. not what the show is about it's just what the guys who that's made what get you in the door right, it's yeah. like it's not even that it's what the guys who made it told Right, the producers right, so they right. can get away with making a show about people No, that's what I mean around. it gets them it gets them in the door it gets a, a show greenlit for 13 episodes yeah. and then yeah. Once they do, once they have it, that, then like they can go It's like saying that Archer insane. is about spying. Yeah, right. It's like it's, saying it's, that James Bond is about spying. You know, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, also, Star Trek isn't exactly about exploring space. I mean, you yeah. know, it's never really about that thing anyway. Mm. It's about it's supposed to be about characters. Sure. You know? But, you know. And again, that's one of the reasons I didn't really connect with this. Right. is because I didn't feel connected to any of these characters at all yeah well, no, the, the characters are all very cyphery like when you when yeah when they say the girl like they're mm, not wrong she's, and they literally call yeah. it out in their own episode you know again mm. the same no one. i know they do but no it, that doesn't excuse it that's i'm felt, i'm not a fan of no. you know look we're going to point this out and therefore it's okay you know i say this in yeah. the same week that an right. episode of the watchman show has come out that says if you don't like my story you should write <laughs> your own i'm like you asked me to show up for your story okay. you better have one <laughs> and it's on HBO. Right. So you made me pay for your fucking story. Yeah, right. I literally I paid the yeah. whatever the equivalent HBO thing we have here, you know, just to watch that. I was like, really? <laughs> At least I'm yeah. getting his dark materials out of it. So you know, it's not all lost. No, that's a plus. That show is very good. Yeah, by the think... way. Yeah, just like as an aside, I love those books, and so far mm-hmm. this uh, adaptation is really, really impressing me. Well, that's awesome. Oh. After that first movie, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good to hear. I keep I keep hearing rave reviews about Watchmen, and I'm sure the people <laughs> who are into it love it. I just I don't I don't believe it's, you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, uh, I I'm drawing a parallel here between these two for the same reasons. I liked uh, Bravest Warriors because it again it's sort of it's like it's it's a bit throwaway. So you know it's like five minutes. I don't need to care. Watchmen is sort of the same mm-hmm. thing where there's a lot of cool things going on and a lot of clever things mm-hmm. going on and a lot of great dialogue and a lot of great shots and a lot of everything and music and all that mm-hmm. and there's no actual story going on i'm sorry you know like i don't want to wait right. eight episodes of build up and then dr manhattan is going to come back and there's going to be an explosion that's sort of like the paralleling the thing with, you know it's yeah it's mm-hmm. all built right. up it's not and then showing me one episode at the end like this does you know at the end they're like oh mm-hmm. our parents and there's some gateway and which may never be uh, paid off on, but at least in this case, it's yeah, that, you know it's an hour of my life, not ten hours, and you know. Well, no, and and this kind of ties into your good thing because the fact that we watched an hour of this and got twelve stories yeah. or whatever yeah. is is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is my good thing. We're used to. I mean, we all we we 
I I don't know if we got this on the recording, but yeah, we talked about how you know the Red Angel. We we could have, uh, uh, mm. you know, we we spent ten weeks figuring that out. Oh, yeah. we sure did. Yeah, and and it was exactly what I thought it was. It was Michael yeah, the whole time and, because of course it was. This is not an original thought for me. Several people have had this and they've said so that you know this wonderful world of TV we have now is wonderful, but a lot of it is also just like one movie stretched out to ten hours. And that no, and and I I feel like streaming as a medium still needs to figure out. Yeah, like almost every streaming show has a pacing issue where you could lose one or two episodes and yeah. lose nothing. Sure, mm, absolutely. So yeah, Mike, Mike. There's a there's a handful of shows that don't feel like that, but most mm, of them mm-hmm, overwhelmingly right. I think do. So so my good thing about this was that we basically got for ten, eleven, uh, sci-fi. Uh, plots and they were sci-fi plots even as absurd as this is as light on character as it is there is a actual science fiction plot it resolves in a weird way and in some ways it resolves in an absurd way that only a cartoon like this could do you could not pull this shit off on Star Trek you know so that's that's the good thing he says he says he says things like temporal para socks, and then it's literally a pair of socks. Like I, I it's love not that. delightful. It's not really science exactly. It's kind yeah. of stream of consciousness mm-hmm. sci-fi, but it's yeah. it's it's based on that. It's built on that. Hmm. Yeah, it, I'm a little it's disappointed that own... we never used temporal para socks in a Frank and Sanders sketch. Honestly, <laughs> I think we may have done. Actually. <laughs> Come on, do the voices. You know no, you want to. That's my temporal pair of socks. I always lose one in the wash. I'm out of practice on these characters. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I'd see. Uh, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, take that one to the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I already really talked about my good thing, which is a lot of the wackiness was dialed up too highly for me. But then it all kind of came together in Catbug. Like that mm. one was the right, like yeah. I said, the right mix. Yeah. The right, like if they were all that going forward it's not that i didn't want it to be weird it's just it was so overwhelmingly weird and trying Mm. i matt i know you love the dialogue and some of it made me laugh Mm -hmm. but some of it felt like it it really felt like if you watched an hour of this you could just write this yourself it's i'm pretty sure i can at this point yeah exactly and that's not a good thing for me i don't like to know what the character is going to say next i like to be able to guess Mm -hmm. you know Mm. or not not to be able to guess and it just it felt it's like that Whedon dialogue. Oh it's, yeah, very much. It's so. stylized, but when it gets carried away, it's just like Ugh, it, it okay. always, always sounds like Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't sound like yeah, the character; it's, just there's... him talking. Right. Well, we were we were talking about uh, a comic book writer that we're all familiar with, Brian Michael Bendis, yep. who also has like he writes very good dialogue at a very narrow range. Yeah. But... Mm. It doesn't always fit in the mouths of all the characters he writes. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's all all those speech bubbles. Nothing's going to fit in there. <laughs> <laughs> barely have room for the that art true. oh yeah um but uh, like i said there is a there is a ratio of of all of that to hmm. a little bit of plot and a little bit of character and it was right. there and the you know my cynicism aside the character of Catbug was very cute mm-hmm. and i think seems Catbug to is be voiced... voiced by an actual small yes, child it is an actual yeah. child at least back in this era i don't know that kid must be you know 18 by now but you know now it's an actual right. high school student like finn <laughs> i but but I, I i'm a sucker for that i'm a sucker yeah. for let a child babble and hear their i mean you know mm-hmm. that's the concept of x cop mm-hmm. like sure. and then just animate what the what they say mm-hmm. <laughs> right that's fun to me. Come on, kid. You think weird thoughts because you're little. What do you think about this? 
I don't know. What if a ninja fought a cheese? Cool. Done. I will draw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we were wondering how much of this show is actually improvised. Maybe a lot of it was. It does. Yeah, it like, feels yeah. like it's one of those things tell. where it's like we've got a rough sort of idea of what the episodes is going to be about. Go to town, guys. Yeah. But there were times where it's like improvise the dialogue, but have a yeah, have a, a have bit more, more of, of a story. Yeah, because, have more story. That is something I agree with. I would like to see, and maybe they do I, it in the not other even necessarily, seasons, but you know. There's 18. Not even necessarily more story, yeah. but story that resolves more. Like, yeah. some of these episodes would just sort of stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like you set up this sci fi scenario and then it just kind of. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know, it's end like of the episode. Uh, the, the Butts episode. What was it called? You know. Right. That was basically yeah, the same butts, butts, butts. as another one. Right? You know, giant thing in right. the sky, ritual has to happen, whatever. You know. And, right. and it was funny, but it also kind oh, of, yeah. like it's, a, it's one of the weaker episodes, you know, it's mm-hmm. right. Other than just the, no, and, and that... the two giant butts talking, to, you know, in that, that, oh, uh, yeah, that Star Trek omnipotent uh, disembodied voice. <laughs> I like that you're calling that a trope, you know, talking butts. Yeah. You see that in everything. Yeah, of course. Time. Yeah. Fucking I mean, tales old as time, Al. Jesus. I mean, uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? What else? <laughs> Trying to think of a second example of a talking butt. Ace Ventura, I'm sure Pet there's Detective tons too. of them in antiquity. We have just not, you know, delved mm-hmm. that deeply. Well, the oh. Victorians were big fans of yeah. uh, the talking butt. So. Yeah, that's where Ether came from. Oddly, as, <laughs> oddly as, as, uh, as uh, prudish as they were, they loved a good talking ass. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very strange. <laughs> Um, so my bad thing we've already kind of talked about, yeah. but uh, there was there was a lot of friend zone stuff and and just bad like she's gonna be my girlfriend mm-hmm. and uh, but I guess we're just friends mm. <sighs> yeah and it's just like shut up kid yeah yeah it was not fun I mean that's, that's a the entire character of. What's his name? Chris Kirkman. Well, there's a Star Trek reference, but thankfully not. He's not Kirk. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. He is just this like generic, sad. And actually, it was reminding me of this other thing. I don't know if any of you have seen this thing called Danger Five. I I love Danger uh, Five. Right. I so love was, Danger Five to death. Danger wasn't that made was, by the guys who made? Uh, 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 Italian wasn't that made by the guys who made Italian Spider-Man? Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 So Danger Five basically had the same tropes, right? They you had the who was the tall, the tall, uh, I guess red-headed guy, you know, who was like the mm-hmm. the the do-gooder and whatever, and he was in love with the the one girl who was there. Well, there were two girls yep. that, but you know. So yeah, it's it's this very. Uh, I would say classic trope, but yeah, it's it's they could have done better. It's def, they're they definitely feels like they're riffing on sort of the same like you know Saturday morning yeah adventure stuff like Mm. oh the stuff I grew up with in the eighties had a lot of that, but if you're gonna do that now, bring something new to it. Don't just like Mm. referencing it now. Yeah, it does not excuse it. it. You need to right. You need to you need to put a new spin on it. Yeah, you know. Same, I was going to say yeah. deconstruct it. You don't have to get that smart with it, no. but you know. No, but give us something more. Give us, you know, anything more. Right. <laughs> because basically yeah. all of the good things about Chris Kirkman is in the Emotion Lord, you know, who's the older yeah. version of him. So Right. Best character on the show. Mm-hmm. Is that, and that's is that, that's your good thing, right? I, lo- I loved uh, Emotions Lord, old Chris, uh, Bravest Warrior Q. 
He's a fucking weird <laughs> yeah. ass lunatic, and it delighted me every time he showed up. And then He's later on, he got cute. Doc Brown hair. <laughs> yes, he did. And then he and Catbug went off for soft tacos. <laughs> like you do. Mm-hmm. You're my friends now. We're going out for soft tacos. What a great character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, was, I, he was a better Q. Oh, go ahead. He was a better Q mm-hmm. than the Q that was in Voyager. Yep. Yeah, definitely. That's true. I definitely understood his motives mm-hmm. more. And that's saying something on this show. <laughs> no, just the, the crazy old man who can do literally anything is just like, I'm going to fuck with these kids for no particular reason. <laughs> yeah, and see, I think in this case, like uh, as much as the randomness kind of bothered me sometimes, I might have liked it better if it was no particular reason. The fact that he ended up being the old version of the of the kid yeah. made it less interesting to me. Yep. Like, I would have liked it if he was just Q. If mm-hmm. he was just like, I don't know, these kids look like they'd be fun to fuck with. These Let kids me fuck look with like dorks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to put 500 chocolate puppies in their house. Yep. That was all fine. Mm-hmm. Once, See, once that was the premise of that episode, it was like, okay, the whole point of this is to be insane. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But then it wasn't very much more insane than any other episode. Mm-hmm. So the effect was diminished. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They could just as easily have run into 500 chocolate puppies in any other episode. Yeah, for, for legitimate and, science reasons, you've been... Right. And the Q character should be really bringing, like, the weirdest shit, not just, like, something that's just, like, all the weird planets they already go to, mm. you know? That's all I'm saying. But, yeah, it was, it, you know, it was still fun. Hmm. Uh, what else? Um, let's see I, I like the fact that you were confused that it was uh, whether it was a show for kids or not for a while which you know <laughs> well because I've seen Adventure Time I watched it for a mm, couple of seasons right. and that was geared toward kids and yeah. like every kids show now there's a there's a wink wink every yeah. now and then for mm-hmm. the parents but this this had very overt sex jokes yep. and <laughs> oh yeah some some mild swearing they said pissed off they said uh, kick your ass mm-hmm. like yeah. you know not not f bombs but close yeah, yeah. and it's, it just it threw me like didn't bother me or anything it was just like yeah. i thought it was one kind of show and it was very clearly a different <laughs> yeah thing, i should, i maybe should have like flagged that going in for you but <laughs> oh no 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 it didn't it didn't affect hmm. my enjoyment in any way it just like oh Okay. Oh, that's what they we're just, doing. All right. The yeah, good thing is right. that because that, that, of the pace of the dialogue or other, you could probably show this to even, let's say, a six or seven-year-old without them catching any of it. Yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. It goes by so fast. Yeah. yeah. But but you might have to have a conversation about why that alien is humping the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I do well, like the show's moments. use of the words. I do like the the show's use of the word sassy times. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was quite good. <laughs> Uh, there was a there was a great um, dig at um, uh, Blade Runner that I actually mm. liked. oh yeah oh Reyes that one <laughs> I I only caught it this when time. they're on yeah they're on Mars and there's a monitor off in the background and it says start a new life somewhere else Mars is already crowded <laughs> pretty good yeah it, there are a lot of you know little it jokes there which I'm sure even I'm not catching some of them so yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah no. There's, there's, I'm sure there's tons of things that all of us didn't catch. Yeah, I mean, we got all the Star Trek. It's a very dense show. Yeah, of course. And it probably rewards multiple viewings. Mm -hmm. It's probably good for that. There's Uh, a bit I really like when they're get, they're basically getting uh, chased through like alternate, like different planets and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they run Mm -hmm. through one, and the crowd, and the crowd they run through is going, "Look, it's God! Get him a mojito!" (laughs) And they go to the next planet. (laughs) 
Yeah. And they go yeah, to the next planet and you hear some vo- some voice yelling, Look, it's the devil! Take away his mojito! <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I have not caught that, that this, is... so I really need to go back and then see some of that stuff. This is the one, yeah, this is the the breakfast one, the same one with the Blade Runner reference, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they mm-hmm. go to a and supper the hysterical club. Short, uh, short order cook. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now there was... um. And and in the middle of this, like I said, the version we got is is from Cartoon Hangover, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was an ad for a different show, and I don't remember what it was, and I don't want to say anyway because I don't want to like be a dick about mm-hmm. it. But it felt like it was a ripoff of this aesthetic, and okay. it made me realize, oh, this is probably the best realization of this kind of thing, and I bet there's a bunch of really shitty versions of it too. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Adventure Time has been very influential in how shows are lo- looking right now i you know i have not actually seen right. things like steven universe and all that but i assume that there's some dna that's you know ah uh, not much mm-hmm. it's it, someone who worked on adventure time broke off and made that show herself and th- there is a little steven universe is very much its own thing though yeah hmm. it's it's got its own look its own feel hmm. it's got uh, i don't know if you'd like it or not but it's it's I sure definitely it. it's, its own unique yeah. thing yeah, it's it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, like when no, they have, when they, they have, when they do uh, alien landscapes and things. They have, they do have a lot of uh, like top tier animation people they bring in for specific shots. Like you know, not even Americans, like Japanese people. You'll you'll see those shots mm-hmm. in mm. like there are these YouTube compilations of good Japanese animation shots. They're called Sakuga. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you just like look up S Sakuga, S-A-K-U-G-A, and you'll get these compilations of, and many times the animators are, the specific key animators for those are are actually like mentioned in the comments or in the subtitles. So yeah, I've seen oh, wow. Steven right. Universe stuff from, in those compilations. And yes, it does look very, very different from anime, but clearly the same, mm-hmm. you know, they know what they can, the talent they can bring to that. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's and it's got a lot of like it's a pastiche of a lot of anime stuff mm. and a lot of video game stuff right. and a lot of like yeah. there's some fairy tale, you know. Like, like this one, yeah. this one is as well. I mean, it has a lot of video game references yeah. that work. Like the last episode, like you said, it functions as it, it reminded me a bit of Destiny, you know, which I've been playing right now. So yeah, it's I, I don't play it in multiplayer, but apparently you do have to you know team up with other people and they go in three different directions and solve three different puzzles to get one thing done. So. Ugh, yeah. No thank right. you. Yeah, no thank Honestly, you. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't come. I didn't come to video games to make friends. No. <laughs> or more Honestly, accurately, to make racist children from the middle of America. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what multiplayer is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly that's what all it is. That it is. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, in Destiny, you don't have no, to it, talk to people unless you absolutely want to. So you know. Oh, good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think by yeah. default there is no real no, voice the, chat. So. Ah, even better. Mm-hmm. The uh, the puzzle solving reminded me of the very earliest uh, LucasArts games, yeah. uh, Maniac Mansion and Zack McCracken, yeah. where you could switch between different characters yeah, and they all yeah. had to do a piece of a thing to make it happen. I but like I'm sure there's yeah, there's it, more it modern video games Maniac that do, Mansion. Do I mean, I, w- I would gladly actually yeah. play a, a game of this thing because then mm-hmm. it is the pace of the dialogue sure. would be, you know, uh, at your sure. pace rather than just relentless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which which was in your well, notes, I, right? When right? I saw, you, know, uh, you missed an episode sorry, which... because you're taking notes. <laughs> oh yeah, man! Like that's the thing. Stuff was happening so quickly. I would go to my notes to like write something down, and the episode would be over. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I ran into that a couple of times, too. It's like, I'm trying to write my thoughts. Oh, fuck, it's gone again. <sighs> yeah, it was, I mean, it was a lot. I think we can all agree it was a lot. It was definitely yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Mm. Uh, there yeah, must there be is, more There is so much this. in this thing. They're just like, you have to like parse through it a little to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, See, I, most I, of my notes are just writing gags now it, that it, I thought were true. funny. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I've... Uh, Let's talk about you know that that episode where they're in the hollow deck in the hollow John, which is a bathroom, which is a great name oh, yeah. for a bathroom. And yes, I like mm-hmm. that episode for all mm-hmm. the tropes it brought. But yeah, it was you know it's kind of uh, you know. So well, they were doing the they were doing the Jordy and Leah Brahms thing. Only there was no confrontation where she found out what was happening. Yeah, it, I mean, it just kept happening. She finds out clearly, and then she just locks them in there and puts on her. Whatever, butter lettuce fantasy, which is it's funny yep. in the moment. I was, but hmm. I was under the impression she didn't see that she was half asleep and no, didn't no, even she know. Oh, no, she definitely found out because she yeah. locks them in. She sets the okay. timers to be. Uh, she she makes sure the door is locked. She says that you know cancel voice commands. So well, yeah, you know she knows they're in there. She knows what bed. they've done. But she's gonna let them keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, she's going to let them... Like they're locked in there. No, but she locks them in with her lo- uh, butter lettuce thing. Oh, so, yeah. okay. She's uh, like, okay, okay. you know. <laughs> I, I, I took it to mean she was half asleep and just left and accidentally locked them in with the sexy oh. version of her for a long oh, period no, no. of time, and that made it No, the sexy gross. version oh, of yeah, her is no. not even there. It's, it's all the, the horse people. Ah, okay. Yeah, the, 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 the horse people. <laughs> Let's let's talk about uh, Matt's breakout character, Paralyzed Horse. <laughs> oh my Great god, voice. I love Paralyzed Horse. Such yeah, a so, weird so did I, fucking actually. joke yeah. for the last, like for yeah the last yeah, episode. near the end of the thing. Yeah, that and really I tied thought... the season up in a bow for me. It's like, oh okay, mm-hmm. you could do this. I'd love to see more of this, but I also like fine if you if you don't do it, okay, you know. But I'm glad they ended it. That I way. I thought the horse was dead. I think they were. I think they wanted you to think that for a while. And then you actually spent a moment with the horses, like no, it was it was paralyzed by the like the beauty of the universe. Or yeah, something. no, they, yeah, they beca- established that at the beginning of, of like, the episode. Yeah, right. But I thought it was kids thinking that, but oh, it actually was dead. Oh, see, that, ah. that's that's funnier. Yeah, no, I thought for the longest time they were uh, yeah. they were just naive kids who didn't understand that this horse dropped dead <laughs> and they were literally beating a dead horse. Mm-hmm. And then we meet the horse and it's like, no, that was actually true. The huh. infinite beauty of the oh. universe, Beth. Yeah. Yeah. Great voice. And it's just staring off into space. God damn, that was funny. Mm. Well, horses horses are good, like, uh, very expressive for things mm. like uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Like, for some reason, it's it's a lot of that kind of stuff is funniest for me as a horse. I don't think there's a funnier animal for that. <laughs> like for those staring, you know what I mean? Yep. Like the vacant stare and the, the it's the slack jaw because of their big mouths, mm-hmm. you know. It just really works for me. Fucking horses. No, and they've got yeah. the they've got They're... the mouth the mouth that's sort of like the the end of their mouth in some ways, you know, so when he like in the the other episode where he goes you know, locally grown butter lettuce. It, it sounds weirder <laughs> when you see the the mouth moving on that horse. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you can animate this weird tongue stuff happening yeah. while, yep. the, while the mouth is going. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's one of my general good things about this. This thing gets away with a lot of stuff because it's animation. 
you mm-hmm. if right. i've seen stuff like this there's trying for this level of whimsy there's live action or is like even more serious it just does not work because it's like you know it's very what what the that guy the pushing daisies guy you know oh yeah oh yeah brian paul yeah. like it, it sometimes wears off more often than not it wears off into like off putting for me but in animation mm-hmm. because they can say something stupid like parasox or you know uh space time kelio mm-hmm. kelioppe or whatever and it works it's it's the same reason it works in bojack you know you have hollywoo and you have all of those right. many many things in bojack you know that are great but the good thing about bojack again, you have another story there you have you know all the serious stuff you have the character right. stuff but it's also and, a 20 minute me, episode with you know yeah but it only works when it's done well i right. think that's what i was saying before yeah. is like i feel like there's a lot of knockoffs of this that try to go way crazy over mm. the top and are probably really bad at it right well, that's the thing is this writing like this looks deceptively easy easy right mm-hmm. and it's yeah. not you know yeah. like to be able to balance no, out I could... that manic mm. energy and actually like also tell a story with real characters is incredibly difficult Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know that they did that here. Mm-hmm. No, right? No, they here, didn't really tell a story with they're, characters. They're successful at doing a science fiction show with total crazy whimsy, like very few other right. ones. I can think of the early yeah. seasons of Futurama for me. You know, I, I yeah, I was gonna say this is like Futurama, but like if you know mm-hmm. they drank way too much like uh, sugar soda and you know ate 10 boxes of it's, cereal it's that future, episode uh, where where fry drinks just too much coffee and then he gets into this like total yes. state <laughs> and he makes a show about his friends and that's what this is yep <laughs> so yeah it's it's, it's successful sense. but it's it's successful in one direction it's not you know yeah right but also maybe like and that's where i felt That's that's kind of why I felt old because mm. maybe I'm applying standards to it mm. that don't apply. Right. Maybe maybe I'm looking for plot and character and that's not the point of it and True. if that's the case then I don't understand what this show is. Yeah, I mean I I found now it's been like six years since I first saw it and I keep sort of coming back to it and mm-hmm. just watching an mm-hmm. episode here and there because I can remember the funny line from something and then there's like funny lines around it. Right. So in that way it's rewarding in a very light way uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah maybe watching it all in one go is the wrong way to see it you know that could be yeah. now, it definitely feels like the better way to receive it is just like as part Episodic, like you know it's yeah. five minutes long you know it's mm. part like you just watch it as part of a bunch of weird crap that you're watching that right. night yeah. yeah and if it's on youtube you just say here but but how many people do you know if you send them say the cat bug episode mm-hmm. won't then go back and seek out the rest of it oh, well, sure. I mean, that's just how people work yeah my But first exposure people... to this show was the cat bug compilation so like oh okay Yeah, but did did that not make you seek out the rest of the show? I mean, I I ch- I've watched like two or three episodes before this, but I mm. was shocked by how many episodes I ha- I haven't actually seen. There are the apparently eighty huh. something episodes by now. Yeah, you were saying yeah, I just insane. I could not believe that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is it still running? Like, um, I at least the, it... the last season, which is apparently on Amazon somewhere, is uh, mm-hmm. a year or mm-hmm. two ago, maybe. So, but animation it, works it, weirdly. So might you know, people go away for years. It, yeah, back, yeah. So. It feels like one of those shows that doesn't. It's not. It it didn't get canceled. It's just not around anymore. Yeah. I, yeah, like Venture Brothers. Yeah, and then oh. it'll come back in like five yeah. years or whatever. Right. Mm. Like Venture Brothers. Exactly. Uh, Venture Brothers. That was another <laughs> shortlisted uh, uh-huh. one for this one. But like, how do I choose? 
It's like my oh, turn. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we actually will be discussing Yay! this. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, we 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 have a weird amount of shows to fill mm. between now and when Picard starts, and we we like we got through all we gave all of the you guys the regular guests mm. like a, a chance to pick something, mm. and we have like three left. And it's like, why don't we go back to what the show's supposed to be? Something we both love, mm-hmm. absolutely, and pick a show mm. instead of something one or the other of us likes or thinks mm. would be interesting. Pick something that we have like mutual admiration yeah. for. So we we pick three, and Venture Brothers is one of those. Mm-hmm. So excellent. I look forward to that. So. Yeah, me too. And and I know one of your concerns for that was that it would just descend into quotes, and it may very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this one nearly descended into quotes. Most of my notes are literally just you know things like "Jelly Kid, no," and which <laughs> made me laugh more right. than it should. It's like it's literally like you pointed out. It's the same joke again as when the bus driver leaves in that episode. But for some mm-hmm. reason, this made me uh, laugh. So, well, it's a. Fa- I mean, a lot of the laughs in the show are very visceral. You can't really think yeah. about why they're funny they, and just, they're they just, just hit you know they're that, you know? that perfect mix of like the right character design with the non-standard voice actor doing the no- completely yep. weird thing like those bugs in the the lava episode at the end there's the guy at the end who's like beth chris come on it's you know <laughs> and it's a great right. and then he says something completely weird like i'm just so in love with you right now i want to murder you in the face and it, i'm like oh wait was <laughs> that sounds like something sort of super ego that that's what made me think maybe they yeah. did improvise in mm-hmm. at least the recording sessions. Maybe not, you know, in like the overall plot and things. But yeah. Well, you you can't, you know, you can't improvise an entire cartoon. True. It would be a terrible strain on the animator's wrists. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? oh um, last episode with the, the lost episode. Please tell me you noticed mm-hmm. the Dura Nacelles. I did not. So the their whale killer whale That's ship. That's a good joke. Yeah, their killer whale ship has two nacelles, uh-huh. but they're shaped like Duracells. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's very clever. Nope, did not. Catch I like that. that. And Chris yeah. is never seen with his glo- was... without his gloves with those giant ass mm-hmm. gloves that are like you know huge things. So I, I'm I yeah. put it down here right. as he's a never glove, which is not quite <laughs> Arrested Development parlance, but I'll you know I'll go with it. Yeah, it's close. Yeah. Yeah. I just assume that's a Mickey Mouse reference. Mm-hmm. Mm. Any animated character that wears his gloves all the time, I assume it's just a Mickey Mouse. Reference. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I was, it just reminded me that uh, uh, Mal actually said, yeah, we got Disney plus this week. And the first thing Matt queued up was steamboat wheel. That, that is accurate. <laughs> we ended up watching a lot of like, why. we ended up watching yep. a lot of like old uh, Disney cartoons that were, that are on there, which made me very happy. Hmm. Yeah, no, they're they're great. Do they have all those watch, uh, and, uh, educational ones with Goofy? The yes, that oh, was the great. second thing I looked up was oh, like fantastic. Goofy I, at I the would, Olympics. Yeah. I would love to see those in like a proper uh, transfer because the ones that have been on YouTube have been in shit quality. So, well, I have some bad news. These are also kind of shitty oh, quality. Oh my god, no, that's uh, too bad. Yeah. No, I'm a I'm a sucker for any like uh, Donald Duck one from like the 40s, mm-hmm. you know, like the 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 peak era of him just being angry oh, and yes. you know tearing everything apart, yes, and you know yes. that's that's peak Donald. I to did me. not I, appreciate I, that as a kid, but as an adult, I so <laughs> love those. Yeah, I I had that's my f- difficulty good. understanding Donald when I was a kid. So watching it now and listening to him just so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite things about the new Ducktales is somehow they've managed to make all of these characters more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. But Donald is still <laughs> classic angry Donald. That's 
like he belongs in one of those crazy slapstick shorts and the rest of them are in a, a modern serialized <laughs> yeah. show with character development and it works. That's one of the things I love is just it, it's absolutely classic Donald, but also he's somehow a yeah. good father now. <laughs> yeah, they managed to make both things happen, I, but he has a lot of, you know, uh, fooey and, yeah. you know. Uh, like that stance where he's shaking fist his fist and, and yeah, bouncing up and down. That and where, like one arm is rotating and you know. Yes. Yes. I want. Yeah, I want a that's, shirt. That's I want a T-shirt with. You, you remember the deceptive, uh, the thing that used to open all of these cartoons, which was just a, the straight-up shot of the uh, Mickey Mouse or Donald Rotter smiling at the screen. You remember? Oh, the yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah, the face. Yeah. They should have that, mm-hmm. but underneath in Disney font, it should say "Okay, Boomer." <laughs> <laughs> Someone make that shirt. Get Very sued for, on my behalf. I mean, I know a designer, and it's you, so <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, speaking of, like, uh, good quotable stuff, that, I mean, it was very difficult to pick, because even though I didn't quite click with a lot of this, there were a lot of great mm-hmm. lines. And I, I ended up going with this because this made me laugh more than anything else. <laughs> this is from the Catbug episode, mm. where they're trying to explain sort of why it's impossible to do a thing. Mm. And they say this. The laws of space-time don't apply. Trying to control this thing is kind of like trying to make oatmeal cry. Why would you do that? And that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> the, the, that whole run of like after that, then they just start saying more weird abstract things that are impossible. Throw a blanket mm. over it. Mm-hmm. Build a little fence around it. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, unless you guys have anything else, I think I think that's about. Uh, um, yeah, are we like? I, I don't know it. how we are for time, so you know. <laughs> uh, getting oh. getting close. I forgot about the yes. best the best line from the old man, which is, "I'm garbage. I can just go die." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of his lines were things I've actually sort of heard from old people. You know? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was like okay, yeah. This this is this is coming from a from a real place in some form, so. No, no, I get it. Well, you don't want old man sticking around anymore. Fine. Well, I'm going to get on this well, bus I just made. What, what am I going to do with all this motor oil? And you already have all the motor oil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if cat, if Catbug is a real, like, toddler saying toddler things, mm. maybe they got a real old person to say old person things. Mm, possibly, yeah. That would track. Oh, my God. Just, just record a rambling 80-year-old yeah. and no, animate that. Like, the yep. one thing I noticed this time is that uh, even though he's supposed to be Chris from the future, spoilers, uh, mm-hmm. he never says Danny's name right. It's always like Dabney or Dandy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like forgotten his friend's name. There was, there was uh, a line, I think, because I'm looking at the ones mm-hmm. I wrote down that I thought were noteworthy. Mm-hmm. And there's a line when the other girl shows up mm-hmm. and... There's some really heavy flirting happening. Oh, and, that was uh, yeah. the, uh, the main. The main girl says, uh, "Let's go hang out in my room before we get pregnant." Oh God! Like, wow! Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That that was like the. I think that was the best worst line to end. What is like the best worst kind of flirting you ever seen? You know, he's playing a banjo with his yeah. with his feet. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Those right. guys, the were other guys, like shining a torch in their eyes and saying, "Look here! Look here! Look here!" <laughs> mm-hmm. No, and and that's the joke is the the guys are making idiots of themselves right. for a girl. That's 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 not yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like he deserves to be with her, and why mm. doesn't she kiss him? Like, that's that's the part I don't like. Mm. But when they're when they're being stupid about it, that's you know that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it's like a a personality test. Like, watch this show, and what's what's your standout line? Mm. Yeah, and 
<laughs> Matt, the fact that you picked something so bleak and nihilistic says a lot about my, you. Uh, that's my, me, all right. My standout line, which I've written down here, is I have unpleasant goals for you, wizard. <laughs> <laughs> which is just like when, when, they're, when they're fighting the 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 boss, the most dangerous boss in the Hollow John fantasy simulation, which is just mm-hmm. a wizard. Uh, what is it? A buffalo with hat and it's a stick? wildebeest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which you know, again is a proper uh, video game reference. Usually, the toughest uh, creature in any video game is some innocuous little creature that they've just like upped the stats on. Yep. Right. So you know that's uh, good. Good for them getting video games right. Also, in the same episode when they take the, the slider on 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 hollow bet sexiness up to nine thousand percent, she just turns into this weird blob, which is like every character that creator was in video hilarious. games. <laughs> Yeah, that was a yeah. very good joke. It's like the 30 to 40%, just, I'm like, oh, okay, uh, same, Leah, I get this. But then when it went to 9,000, I'm like, okay, you guys actually get it. It's not just a... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, there's plenty of clever All things. Right. Watch it. It's there. there, or, is. there on a, you know, there's, there's two more seasons on YouTube I haven't seen, and there's apparently 50 more episodes on Amazon after that. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they bring the horses back. All right. Fingers crossed. You got. You got to have a paralyzed horse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and some pony lords. Yes, obviously. All right. Well, that's all for this time. Vishal, you have anything you would like to plug? Um. Well, usually I, I'm I'm on social and you know on at all Vishal. I did a children's book a couple of years ago. Illustrated it. That's still mm-hmm. available. You know, we can we can link to that. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, yeah. look, I never really talk about my like day job work and. So basically, I'm a designer. I work with my brother on a bunch of things, and we we did a mm-hmm. couple of projects for things that may make no sense to people because they're just like in Bombay. But uh, so right. we've done. We did the website for this place called G5A. It's at g5a.org. It's a really mm-hmm. nice performance space, and uh, you know, uh, like they have a black box theater. They do music. They do things like that. But they also have outreach in the slums for you know kids and things like that. They're good people. You should check them out if you're ever in India or even just interested in stuff like that. Um, and we work for sure. this really nice uh, art collection that's turning themselves into a museum slowly and surely. And you know that's a whole process that I can talk about for us. It's called Sarmaya. It's at Sarmaya dot in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a bunch of stuff for their website. We've done this like. 2D gallery system and things like that. So yeah, that's not the usual stuff I plug, but yeah, check it out. It's you know it's interesting yeah. if you're into history and art and contemporary music and stuff like that. So that's me. Oh, and I love I love seeing you get like legit paid work. Yeah. Like I know yeah, I, I know there was there was a little trouble finding that for a while yeah, there, and, and it's uh, so have, great you seeing you no, getting regular. No work idea now. how wonderful it is to be like sitting down on a couch that you paid for. You know, after years of not sitting right. down on a couch, you paid for. So, yeah, <laughs> that's that's good. It's it's it, it's very nice. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's it's great to see because you are so goddamn talented, and it's so Thank great you. to see mm-hmm. that that it's, you you know. I I am getting, not uh, I am not work. unaware of the you know the, the the good fortune and luck that I have. So, and mm. much much of that is yeah. in uh, in collaboration with you, I must say, over the past ten years, both of you. Aww. You you have done some amazing stuff for us, yeah. and we cannot take credit for that. Ninety percent of that is you. That, we just and, say, but, "Hey, what about this?" And then you run with it. Yes, and, and but finding someone to say, "What about this?" is is a lot rarer than you think. And well, yeah, all right, yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. I, that, honestly, that's me and Matt writing together too. Mm. I I haven't found a lot of people that that you know 
I just say, hey, here's half a joke. Finish it. And they're like, what? Uh, Writing doesn't work like that. And mm. Matt's like, no, of course I know the yeah. rest of that joke. What's wrong with you? That's how humor uh, works, damn it. Of course. Uh, set up and pay off. Yeah, they, he's, he's the guy who up, I pay up. off. This is the guy who the pay off. Stop looking yes, at exactly. us like we're maniacs. Like, like the popsicle stick guys, of course. Yeah. Uh, hey, I know that right. reference. Uh, so... <laughs> oh. Of course you do. Well, that's another show we're going to be talking oh, about. Oh, good. Um, speaking of things that Matt and I write together, yeah. uh, you can, and, and things that Vichelle's involved with, yeah. uh, you, you can check out Endeavor, mm. ussendeavor.com. Uh, nine of this season's 10 episodes are available now. The 10th episode will be dropping on December 1st. And mm-hmm. I should, I should uh, just say earlier this you're... in public that the, the In the Mud episode was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's really, oh, thank you. you know. Everyone should be listening Thanks. to that. I appreciate that. Mm. I was we so agreed. worried because that that one is all like big speeches, mm. and I no, it was shockingly. I write I write characters who talk a lot, <laughs> and you know, I was worried like, oh boy, mm. just speeches. But the performers really brought that one together. Yeah, so very pleased with that. Um, let's see what else. Uh, our website postatomichorror.com. You can write to us postatomichorror at gmail. Uh, we are on Twitter at Algar at Robot Matt, and I think that's it. Oh, next week, mm. next week is the last show we will be doing where someone has recommended a thing for us to watch, Ooh. and it is it is a doozy. Oh God, uh, we are yeah. Ah, uh, I want to be nice to this guy because he. Here's the thing: we broke our rule. We're watching two hours worth of stuff. I'm sorry, man. Oh no, <laughs> I know this guy. Uh, his name is Tom. He has supported us for years. Oh, he is a, yeah. he's such a huge supporter. Uh, no, no, okay. no, no, different guy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, also great guy. <laughs> yes, uh, but this this is a different Tom. Mm. Um, he said, "I have this show from the '80s. It's a it's a sci-fi show. Mm. I I know, I know, Matt. I know. Mm. Um, and the pilot's okay, but it really gets going in the second one. But you really need the information from the first one. And I'm like, okay, for you." You have donated, and you have donated everything we've ever done. All right, we will make an exception. Mm-hmm. So we will be watching the first two episodes of a show called Otherworld. Ooh, I, I know very little I've about this show. I don't think I've ever heard of that show. Yeah. Uh, um, the original Sarek, Mark Lennard, is in it. That is hmm. all I know about it. Hmm. Uh, I believe it's on YouTube. It's it's a little obscure, but it's out yeah, there. Yeah, with, with a right. title like Otherworld, um, I'm guessing it's... Not great to find it, especially now that there's like three uh, video yeah. games named that. Yeah, I'm sure there's. You probably have to sift through a lot of other things, mm. but it is out there. Mm. Definitely didn't um, pop up right away when I was looking when I typed it into uh, Google. Yeah, uh, but I I did find us copies of that, mm. so we will be reviewing that next week. Um, and that's all for this time. Yeah, see you, folks. The Post-Atomic Bravest Warriors podcast is a co-production of Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2019. Please don't sue us, we're just doing this until Star Trek comes back.